It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark and Ryan here just for something different. And Ryan, mate, uh, I don't I don't know about you, but I'm having a really good day. How are you feeling? Oh, look, mate, It's uh, it could be worse, but um, no, we only can only go up from here, can't we? I mean, maybe yeah, not you. No. you. You've already hit your peak. <laughs> mate, I have peaked way too early, obviously. the uh, I'm sure the listeners are aware, all of you guys are in our Facebook group. So, yeah, I um, have absolutely stormed up the ranks the last couple of weeks. So I'm in from 7,888, uh, two weeks into 1,193. Uh, and obviously Captain Hines saw me go all the way to a 1,062 and a top 100 score for the last week after a top 200 the week before. So it's uh, yeah, it's all coming up, Mark House, and um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's uh, it's all downhill from here, I'm sure. But <laughs> I uh, I've got to enjoy it while I'm here. So, mate, how are you going? Because I'm, I'm obviously I'm a bit just inside the top 1,200 now. Yeah, no, I'm sitting, uh, I've been basically about the same, 665th. I've been around that sort of like 500 mark for the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, hopefully to start to put some good scores together soon. But um, mainly just holding holding rank at the moment, not really seeing any green arrows recently, just sort of staying flat line. Steady as she goes. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Well, mate, that's the risk when you punt the uh, when you when you don't punt on the captain and and go for Captain Hines, is you you end up with a stale forty mid forty score from Cleary. So, <laughs> mate, the the thing that's annoying me is I'm I'm in the top one thousand two hundred and I'm not even in the top two hundred of our bloody overall league. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, and um, I don't know if you saw my thing through the week. Uh, the other day that um, the guy who's in first overall is almost 80 points clear of second place. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's opening up a big margin. What, how's his team yeah. look? Like, is it? Well, pretty... there's, there's, so there's only, there's only five teams that have at least 1,200 points overall. Mm. And he's got 8,321 or something. Like he's, he's the only team over, over 8,350. 8,250, I think. Like, it's, yeah, it's just ridiculous. The, yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I'm i I'm trying to find it. I've, I've bloody, I've done this thing to my thing where I've split my screen in two and I'm, I'm having technical problems now. So, oh, no. might have I'll to bring go it back up. to the old. Here we go. So, two, oh, geez. Uh, so, Fred, uh, 2022 oh, year of the Roosters is his, uh, is his team name. Oh, he's been hit. He's got Cam Murray. So, he's been hit there. He's got Pappenhausen been hit there. Um, yeah. No Haas, that that's uh, that would have helped him last week. Um, mm-hmm. But no, his, his team's looking pretty solid overall. If he can move on Murray, maybe move on Pappenhausen. Yeah, keep the scores coming. Yeah, it's funny, mate. It's funny that you've actually brought up Pappenhausen. Coincidentally, uh, mate, because I, I I messaged you off air and said I've got some absolute fire to spit at you. Yeah, and it's actually in relation to Ryan Pappenhausen, um, and and so. Um, the, I'll, I'll take it back one step. And um, so earlier in the preseason, like one of the first articles that we did on the website, full stop, was the uh, strength of schedule article. Yep. Uh, where basically, obviously, for those of you that haven't been on the website and you should have all been on the website by now, uh, we went through and did a analysis of scoring uh, of players, uh, you know, to see sort of how they compare top eight, bottom eight. 
Um, and just a bit of a refresher on that, um, obviously most players showed significantly better scoring against bad teams, which makes sense. Um, I did it just top six, bottom six, because obviously some of those teams in the middle are pretty similar. Um, but for example, you got your Mitch Moses, 52 against top top six teams and 63, almost 64 against bottom six teams. Um, uh, bloody Angus Crichton was 53 and 71. Uh, Tom Trebojevic, 73.3 and 90. Um, wow. But that 73.3 had two games against the Eels where they just absolutely torched him last year. James Tedesco, 49 and 75 and a half. Um, so, mate, there is some absolute uh, absolute monsters. There's a couple there that that break the break the trend. Cameron Munster was the the one there, but um, he's actually he's probably somebody to bring up. So, mate, uh, I didn't actually do a study on Ryan Pappenhausen, but you have to imagine he's in the Tedesco, Crichton, yep. Moses, Latrell tier of you know scoring better against bottom teams. So, uh, I saw one of the questions come through on our thread, which I want to cover off on early, and, and I want to talk about this because it's going to relate directly to advice we give later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, in my time between when I got home and uh, when we started today, did a little bit of research on every team's rest of season schedule. Oh, okay. So I've actually had a look at the rest of season schedule for all the teams, um, and there's three teams that have particularly horrendous draws rest of the season, and there's four teams that have really, really good draws with one team in particular. The average ladder position that, of the teams that they play against is 10.6th. That's the – and and it's made even more impressive by the fact that they're, they're currently coming in last place. So they can't even play the, the last place team because it's themselves, which is the Knights. So – yeah, the Knights are um and and it's that's it's gonna be a bit of a theme with, with some advice that I'm gonna be dishing out later. But it's uh yeah, mate, the Knights are um you know, they're so they're the average ladder position of the teams that they play against is ten point six. Um and on the flip side, uh the Roosters actually have the hardest draw rest of the season and the average ladder position that they play against is six point five or six point six. Mm. So it's yeah, like they only the Roosters only have they have three games out against teams that are not in the top eight of a remaining 15 games. Yeah, I've, I've been steering some people away from Teddy already this week because like, yeah. they've just got, especially over the next like two months, Teddy is just looking at an absolute horrendous draw because I, I know they play um, six games against the top five, plus you sprinkle in Teddy playing three games of origin in between there as well. Yeah, yeah. So the next, like just the next little run, the ladder position they play is fifth, second, fourth, twelfth, but that's over the that's in the origin by round. First, fifth, second. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's, it's a very it's, rough schedule. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, rough sledding, rough sledding. But the other team that actually has uh, theoretically probably a worse draw, or, or but it, like technically it's better, but it's you know it's pretty similar. Is the Storm. So the Storm actually, which is another funny thing because they can't play against the best team because it's them um, and they somehow have the second worst draw. So we obviously had a look at their off-season and their start of the season was really, really soft. But obviously that's turning into now a really sort of tough schedule. Um, And, um, yeah, they only play one bottom four team for the rest of the year. Yeah, wow. So um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is Ryan Pappenhausen, obviously I've been – pretty much looking at holding him 
Um, but if he's going to have a really, really tough schedule versus, you know, you say with somebody like Kalen Ponga, who's versing the softest schedule, mm-hmm. you know, you might make that move, bank that, you know, what is it, almost 200K and spend it elsewhere and, and potentially get similar production. Yeah, no, look, I, I don't hate that. And I guess since we're starting with Pappenhausen, because I was listening to the um, like the NRL Physios podcast yesterday and he was talking about um, like his his thoughts on whether he thinks Pap is a hold or a trade. And obviously, you know, he, he's a super coach player and in super coach it seems like you get about 200 trades a year. Um, so <laughs> the decision to trade is a little yeah. bit easier. But basically he was saying like, we know he's got the hamstring injury, which he reiterated has a high chance of re-injury, um, those, mm-hmm. ha- those hammy injuries. But then he was also talking about the PCL injury and he was saying that the first few weeks back from those, you can usually expect decreased performance, especially with those mm. type of players that rely on agility. So, yep. um, And it's not to mention it's harder to rehab two injuries at the same time. Yeah. On yeah, separate exactly. legs. Separate legs. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, mate, he's that schedule. I think I think I'm I'm really happy. I'm comfortable if we make our advice to trade Pappenhausen. Are you? Can we make an agreement that that's the advice that yeah. we're going to give? Yep, I'm I'm with you. I'm, I think perhaps a trade. Lovely. All right, cool. All right, now we'll we'll circle back to him because obviously we've gone a little bit out of sync. But I really wanted to bring that right to the start because I know some people fall asleep at some point through the episode, and I think this is really important. Mm. Um. So the other three teams that have soft schedules is the second softest schedule is actually the Sharks, not that Nico Hines needs any more help. Um, and then the Titans and the Dragons are the only other two that that fit the criteria for soft schedules. Um, and then, yeah, there's the Storm and the Roosters have a really tough schedule. Um, but then the only other team that averages inside the top eight uh, teams against is another team who's an elite team, which is the Panthers. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're the third toughest schedule. And then everyone else is kind of, you know, in, so seems, in a bunch in the middle. So it seems like uh, PVL has uh, scheduled all these uh, yeah, marquee blockbusters towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> yep, makes sense. Yep, yep. Yeah, so all the bad teams or the teams that were pro- projected to be bad are versing, versing all the, the other bad teams towards the end. Um, and somehow the Sharks have slipped through. Uh, a tough draw at the start and now find himself facing an average 10th um, 10th ladder position rest of the season. So, mate, it, it could be it could be that Nico Hines averages more than Cleary from now to the end of the year. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, just based uh, on schedule. So, nice. yeah, mate, it's wheels up. Wheels up, Nico Mul- Hines. Mulatalo season. Oh, don't oh, Talakai season maybe. Talakai. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So, mate, it's yeah, it's definitely interesting times. But let's circle back. Let's let's get on track because otherwise we'll be here for three hours. But, um, mate, first game of the round actually um, is is the Bulldogs and the Knights, and the Bulldogs draws kind of obviously it's you know middle of the middle of the road, leaning on the softer side though. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously the big talking point here, Matt Burton put together a second score and a big score with eleven tackle busts. Obviously not sustainable, but. Um, you know, he seems to be doing the the bulk of everything and Flano's just literally pointing pointing and not actually soaking points. But he, I think he got 50 as well. So, I mean, uh, are we wheels up on Matt Burton? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was wheel. I think we were wheels up on him last week, and I think this week just confirmed yeah. it. Um, yeah, he's just it, the role is quite evidently changed, and he's just he's doing everything. Um, Flanagan is kicking for about Matt Moylan levels of kick meters um, in recent weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, wheels up, bud. Yeah, I mean the thing with the Bulldogs as well in their draw is they play the Panthers in round thirteen, which I've still factored as playing the Panthers in that mm-hmm. schedule. So, I mean, that yeah. realistically where that was, that's a soft, that was a hard matchup. According to this, it's probably a soft matchup. Uh, other than that, they don't play the Storm or the Panthers uh, for the rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, which is the only two teams that I'm particularly scared of points-wise. So, yeah, I th- what, yeah, I, lo- I love What about the uh, Cowboys uh, juggernaut, mate? But- oh, mate, well, you know, I, I love the Cowboys juggernaut, mate, but... I don't want to talk them up too much or they'll lose their, uh, you know, the hunger and the mongrel factor, I think. so. <laughs> but, um, mate, obviously the Bulldogs are scarily fantasy relevant at the moment. We've got Josh Jackson, Tavita Pangai Jr., Max King, all fantasy relevant. Um, obviously Pangai 60 in 60. Josh Jackson coming back from COVID played 55 minutes. You have to expect that he's going to play more minutes than that moving forward now. Um Probably a nice little sighter though for everybody on him. Uh, are you are you getting on the Jackson train or you got other priorities? Uh, just other priorities. I think um, he's, he's just he's one of those guys that's always going to be available, isn't he? Like he's yeah. um, like he's just Shouldn't reliable mid Josh Jack. Exactly, yeah. He's just reliable Josh Jackson. He's going to score mid fifties and be reliable the whole season. There's just other guys. I think yeah. um, I'm targeting this early in the season. Yeah, it's nice oh, to see Max. Too. Oh, absolutely! It's nice to see Max King. I'm I was planning on trading Max King to McInnes this week, but I think I'm going to go in a different direction. Move Pappenhausen on, hold King, and just sort of see what happens there. And that Pappenhausen sale gives me a bit bit to work with cash otherwise. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a look at that. Um, Made outside of that, obviously, that's it. And um, we were alerted to the fact that uh, Raymond Faitala Marin is lurking down there in 23 as well. So, obviously, that would be a huge, huge win. We need to look and see if he's on the plane. Um, I would have to imagine if he comes back, it's going to be via the bench in that Chris Patolo spot. Um, but Maybe Joe Stimson. Yeah, it would be good to see him on the park, though. Yeah, 100%. It's been too long. Yep, too long. All right. On the other side here, we've got Caelan Ponga and the Newcastle Knights. Um, they've got no uh, Clifford, but uh, Adam Clune's back. Uh, Mitch Barnett returns from suspension. They're still missing a couple. Um, but um, no Frizzell. Obviously, he's a, a big one. This uh, diary is lasting a long time. Yeah, he's got the runs. He must, surely. What's he, yeah. he had some bad Vindaloo or something? I don't know. Yeah, he must have. I don't know, mate. Yeah, so obviously he's out, um, but, you know, he'll be back at some point. You have to imagine that's going to push Barnett back into the mid-rotation. Uh, Leo Thompson somehow, even though he's a starting lock, doesn't seem to be able to score above 28 points. <laughs> um, yeah, it's his ceiling. Capped. But I think a lot of people are going to be relying on him for a 28 this week. So mm-hmm. given the uh, yeah. given the red dots. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit rough. Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad hold, I suppose. He's not going anywhere. He's sort of just plodding along, putting up his 30s. But it'd be nice if he could play more than 30 minutes for a starting lock. Yeah. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Old uh, David Clemmer chugging on, another 59. Um, 
obviously until this middle rotation gets chunked up, you have to think this is going to continue. Mm-hmm. He's a nice little pod there at 1.7% owned. Randall punishing the sellers with a uh, a try. Yeah, went well. Excuse me. There's not really any buys here outside of, well, I mean, Pong is an interesting one for yeah. me. What do you think? Well, cause, oh, yeah, well, he's one I, I uh, was poo-pooing you about buying a couple of weeks ago, but um, with Clifford out of the team, he's back goal-kicking now, which makes it a little bit yeah. interesting. Um, I, I guess, you know, that could go away at any, at any week if Clifford can find himself back into the side, but... Um, yeah, he's certainly the other an thing I want to flag, especially with, you, with the soft schedule you brought up. Yeah, and the other thing I want to flag with you is he scored forty and forty four against the Storm and the Cowboys, who are two great teams in absolutely just absolutely atrocious performances by the Knights. So hmm. you have to imagine it's it's you know if that forty is is that's where he's going to be scoring, you know, and it's there's potential to move up from there, then you know obviously it could be could be great. So I definitely think a a pat. To Ponga and bank the, what is it, 160k could be on the cards. Yeah, it's looking looking like a good move. I'd probably recommend Ponga over Teddy um, going into the Origin period. <sighs> Mate, that's a big call off the off the Teddy performances, but yeah, it's uh, you know, you're gonna find it, you're gonna find that like, and I agree with you, but I think you're gonna find it a hard sell. Because <laughs> oh look, oh, look at his scoring oh, <laughs> for sure. 100%. Yeah, the Instagram DMs 100%. don't want to hear that. Every time, yeah, no one wants to hear. Don't buy Teddy, buy Ponga. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not having it. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's just an interesting point, obviously here. Uh, but yeah, we want to. I want to see how Barnett goes in relation to what they do in that rotation. If he stays on the edge and Fitz goes back to the bench, or they they push him back into the middle rotation. Um, Barnett's obviously going to be very very cheap soon. It's just going to be a matter. I don't think there's going to be minutes there for everybody. And um, the other thing to remember with the Knights is they've been playing really really short. Um, so once they get those troops back, hopefully that'll help Ponga. Yeah. Moving along to the second game on Magic Round, it's the uh, Seagulls and the Broncos. Uh, Seagulls see the uh, two-try hero Ben Burbo into the uh, into the centers, which traditionally is a very very bad spot for him fantasy wise. Um, obviously, Bully Moore, Olaquatu back in. Um, they've also got Davey on the bench there, which is nice to see. Schuster down in twenty-two. Uh, what are we, you know, I, I don't, I absolutely do not feel comfortable at all recommending Ben Trebojevic to anyone. How do you feel? Mm. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, he might work out, but I can't in good conscience recommend him. Like a lot of people are going to be tempted by the break even though, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. You're just asking for another red dot there or a, you know, a bench 15-minute player. It's just, you know, you, you really are. So I can't do that. Obviously, Cherry Evans scoring pretty well. Tom Trebojevic uh, with a 50. Uh, still a break, even a 64, which he's perfectly capable of hitting, um, but no rush. Obviously, he's going to play Origin. His draws on the tougher side. Um, but it kind of is worth noting uh, if you are looking at him, he's one for head-to-head finals for sure. So mm. their last three, ga- last four games are 14th, 4th, 12th, 15th. So um, I definitely would be targeting him for then. He's a perfect bring-in after Origin candidate. I would not be sort of going to him before then, I don't think. Yeah, you have to think he's going to get a week off or two as well in between, like say round yep. 14, round 18. He's a big candidate to get a week off. 
Yep, absolutely. So Cool is there. He's a break glass in case of emergency, dual center wing fullback type guy. I've had a couple of people, you know, talking um, and I've seen in the messages saying, you know, stuff like, oh, I don't want to have to start Cool. I'm going to make a trade. And it kind of defeats the purpose of buying somebody as cover if you never actually end up using them. I think against <laughs> the Broncos, it's probably a good, you know, I mean, they're a middle of the pack team, you know. I think you can definitely um, plug him in if you need to this week and save a trade. Um, if A can get ruled out with a HIA, mm. he'll be he'll be playing for me. So yeah, I, I'm if I don't if I if I don't end up getting Ponga, I'll probably be sticking a cooler into my wing fullbacks. I think. Yep. Um, then Broncos side here, we got Adam Reynolds just absolutely going ham, averaging fifty-seven or something like that. A um, couple of really big scores there. Is he somebody to have a look at? Because, man, I mean, Tyson Gamble's literally doing none of the kicking. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, he, the whole – it seems like the Broncos have just devoted their entire team towards Reynolds. He's got a low score this year of 47 um, out of yeah, his games. He's going really well, and um, our, our man Glover actually picked him up three weeks ago before the seventy-five, and he's been uh, rubbing it into me <laughs> every week. Wow. Um, yeah, he, he loves a pod, but um, I mean, at, at the same time, he's like he's only gone above sixty with a try. Like other than the two games with tries, his next yeah. best score is fifty-six. So it's he's one of those ones that is going to have a game occasionally where he gets a try, but most of the time mm-hmm. he's probably going to be a low to mid fifties guy, which is fine. Um, yeah, he's just probably a little bit overpriced right now. I think. Yep. Yeah. No, I think he's one that, like, you know, if you have a chance to get him at some point, he's fine. But like, I mean, I'm perfectly happy. Like, I've I've just shuffled Hines down into my wing fullback and plugged Burton into the halves, and I've got Targo on my centers, and mm. you know that sort of you know covering my covering my half wing fullback. And I I mean, I can afford Reynolds, but I'm probably you know I'm not really particularly interested in paying that price for him. Yeah, fair. seventy to hundred k less, I'd have a look at for sure. Uh, and obviously, Payne Haas returns. Pat Carrigan, uh, after my research last week, uh, performed really well and you poo-pooed me and you said he was a shit boy. <laughs> That's what you we'll said. That's it, what I heard anyway. We'll call it even after Hastings. Oh, mate, yeah. So, obviously, Pat Carrigan, nice little offload, try assist helps. Uh, that's where, That was worth 10 points or 11 points right there. And that would have pushed him down to a mid-50s, which is still a great score. So, I mean, Haasback's going to be the litmus test on his minutes this week. He's probably going to play Origin. Uh, I think if you do want to get him, that's fine. You could have got him cheaper last week. But, I mean, if you want to pick him up, it's, uh, yeah, he's in a nice little spot there. So, yeah, could mm-hmm. you could do worse. And the Broncos kind of have a, a fairly neutral draw. So, um, Haas is one, obviously, some people sold him last week. Hopefully, he didn't sell him to Cam Murray. Uh, but, um, yeah, obviously plug him back in. Um, probably a little bit wary on the captaincy with the injury. Yeah, I mean, this is a, I mean, it's a tough question for people who don't have Cleary, I suppose, because, like, you're looking at Hines this week, he's been shuffled to the fullback, probably lowering his uh, his floor. Um, mm. You've got Haas going back from injury, and so it's like, who do, who do you put the captaincy on this week? A little bit of a roulette, yeah. if you don't own Cleary. Yeah. I'll find it very hard not to captain Hines against the Raiders, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but no, yeah, that just scares me a little bit. I'd be, I mean, you know, if you need a safe 
you know, I even looked at Burton for captaincy this week against the Knights. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm brave enough to go there. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough one because, I mean, even Cleary, Cleary's, Cleary's playing the Storm this week. Hmm. So, yeah, it uh, should be an interesting one. Uh, moving along to the next game here, Warriors and the Rabbitohs. Uh, obviously, big news. Ewan Aitken got leveled last week. He's been named along with a new edge back row partner, Torhu Harris, who makes his debut for the year. Uh, obviously, coming back from an ACL, but he's had a fairly long layoff. Hmm. Um, and he's he's not exactly cheap. No, I, I wouldn't be buying him the first week back, especially with Murdoch, Masilla and Murchie on the bench. Like, there's every chance Tohu plays 60 and they sort of, you know, ease him back to get that fitness up. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to give him at least one week before I considered buying him. Yeah, I mean, it won't shock me at all if he plays 80 and scores a 60-something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, but um, you know, even then his price isn't going to get away from you. You'll know he's fit. You'll feel a lot better about it, I think. Uh, obviously, Aitken is going to be... a I'm assuming we're going to know relatively early um, because he's on a six-day turnaround. They've got some very specific markers they need to hit, uh, which obviously he started with that. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's, it only takes one misstep and he's going to be out. Uh, also, we've got the two new additions, Volkman and Freddie Lussick, lurking down at the end of the bench there. Um, Volkman's going to be an interesting one if he makes a, a debut in the halves at any point. Obviously, Nick has been shuffed off to uh, the team that they're playing against in the Rabbitohs. The Nick revenge game already. <laughs> yeah, straight up. When was the last time we saw a revenge game 24 hours after he was released? So, uh, yeah, obviously, Nick goes across, across. He's named in 14. And we've got uh, – They. I read an article today. They, they basically said he absolutely will not be playing nine. He's coming on as a, you know, super attacking sub – uh, that'll be on the field at the same time as Cook. Oh, yeah, so like the Benji Marshall role last year, basically. The Benji Marshall role, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically the Benji Marshall role. They also said that both Blake Taff and Ilias are potential for early marks because they're, you know, bits, Taff's of sick and Ilias is obviously, a bit, you know, he's just getting used to the rigours of first grade. So um, if you have Taff or Ilias, do not be surprised if they are late withdrawals or... Um, early showers for Nicarima. What's this flu going around the NRL at the moment? It seems like everyone's crook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Blake Taft's apparently crook. And, um, mate, I'm going to have to rub a little bit of salt in the wounds and say I told you so about Isaiah Tass as well. Uh, did you? What, what did you say? I, I said, remember. I don't know if I'm if he's going to keep his spot. Jackson Paulo's got to come back. And you were like, nah, he's earned it. Yeah, well. That's what I heard anyway when... I'm not sure if that's what you said, but that's what I heard. So, yeah, obviously lots of people jumped on Tass. Um, you know, shout out to Benji who was ribbing me about Talakai and missing Talakai and then said Tass was going to be the, the cash cow of the year and he's out. So that's, that's one for the good guys here for me. Um, and obviously Kim Murray as well, he's gone. Jacob Host goes onto the edge, Jai Arrow to lock. Um, I'm probably not buying Arrow, but it's obviously good if you got him already. Yeah, if you've got him already, hang on to him now. Um, you'd assume he's going to see increased scores, given that he's not starting on an edge. So, yeah, if you've mm. got on, if you've still got him, then this is good news. But yeah, I wouldn't be buying him, given that it's only going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah, I do want to flag something with you here, mm. uh, and that's the Rabbitohs draw from now until the head-to-head final start. 
10th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 11th, and then they play 5th, 16th, 15th, and then they've got the Storm in there, 4th, 10th again. So, so what are you saying, Cody Walker? Mate, I'm just saying, um, obviously, we cursed him last week. And I know a lot of people are thinking that the curse is broken because Adam Elliott performed last week. But, you know, it's actually a, a little-known fact that the the first iteration of the uh, the cursed uh, photo was actually of Cody Walker. Um, and I actually sent it to Ryan and a couple of other people and said, oh, what do you think about this? And everyone's like, oh, no. So I ended up changing it to Adam Elliott. So... The uh, the true nature of the curse is yet to be revealed, and it may be that we in fact just cursed Cody Walker last week, and he might actually be, you know, he might actually be okay. <laughs> the curse lives on. The curse lives on, mate. And I mean, obviously, we know the Warriors are a defensive fortress, uh, but I mean, the Broncos obviously stepped up last week, but you know, I mean, they're going into now Warriors, Raiders, Tigers before the bye. Titans, Dragons, Eels, Knights, Bulldogs. So if you're looking for a cheap player, let's say you're doing a, you know, you're trying to bring somebody in as a, you know, a loop or a, you know, potential 18th man, half cover type, you know, person. Let's say you got Hines currently sitting in your halves for argument's sake and you need to shuffle him to your wing fullback and buy a half. You know, he's probably the best scorer in that price bracket at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not act- actively advocating for him. I'm just saying he's there. Don't be surprised is what you're saying if he goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Ryan, the other person is somebody that you flagged to me earlier and I'm, I'm getting on board with it, which is Saliva Havili. So talk to me a little bit about him. Yeah, well, I was actually one that our man James um, sort of, that's uh, pointed it out, and I looked into it a little bit more. Um, so Havili's been scoring quite well the last two weeks. Um, so his his role has seemingly changed. He's played forty three and forty eight minutes the past two weeks for scores of forty and forty six. So it's seeming like he's splitting that sort of prop middle role. Um, and and I'm sort of, and especially now with Murray out, I don't think it changes his minutes, but I think it sort of uh, solidifies his role as that sort mm. of you know. Burgess, Totola, Knight, and Havili all splitting, you know, all playing sort of 40 minutes each type of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and at 323K, it, it makes him, and a negative break even, it, it makes him a really interesting option if he's going to be averaging 40 moving forward. Yeah. Is something like, say, Leo Thompson to him, would you find that sideways or do you think that's a significant enough upgrade to make that move and bank 30K? It sort of seems like a 10-point upgrade at the moment, the way Thompson's going, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it's more like is it making enough cash or like if you've got somebody like a Tuolungi, you know, it's it's a 100 – you put 100K in the bank and get similar or better production. Well, yeah, well, I think if he – I think what a 40-point average is a, about 500K, isn't it? Or maybe a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, well, Max King's averaging 43 and he's yeah. 540. So, so it'd be about yeah, 510. Let's say 500. Yeah, yeah. five hundred, say so, and he's what three thirty now. So that's one hundred and fifty k profit probably if he if he keeps that up. Mm. And the thing is, he's been doing it with Murray there, so it's not like Murray comes back and he goes back to fifteen minutes again. And obviously, Cook's going to get rested over Origin. You have to think Avili's going to be the hooker through that period. Mm. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they've, they've got that Mamazulius there as well, but um, every chance that 
Havili plays, say, 28 hooker and Marmazulius fills the other 60 to go with Havili mm. also playing in the middle. Yeah. Ryan, I need you to stop talking me into buying Havili, mate. <laughs> I need you to stop it because it's um it's looking really good and I'm just wondering whether it's an oasis or if it's a, you know. Another Isaiah Tass? Yeah. Oh, no. Mate, I, I knew what was up with Isaiah Tass. Don't you worry. You bloody fell for that. That wasn't me. I knew, I knew what was happening. But, yeah, so just having a look at Havili here, his career to date, um, you know, he's got – in games where he plays at least 40 minutes, he's got an average of over 40 points. So, yeah, his PPM's I mean, about and that, 0.9. Solid. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely – I think it's going to – I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Probably going to do it. All right, uh, moving along to the second game on the Saturday, Titans and the Dragons. Oh, man, can't wait for this one. Um, uh, Titans make a host of changes, none of them particularly interesting um, and all to do with fixing their dumpster fire team. Um, There's no one particularly fantasy relevant in this Titans team. Nothing really to talk about. I reckon we move on. How do you, what do you reckon about that? Yeah, I just want to say Justin Holbrook is, there's one thing I want to say is um, this AJ Brimson at six thing sort of feels like when Nathan Brown was playing Ponger at six. Yeah, just trying to force it. Yeah, he's quite clearly a better fullback. And, like, Jaden Campbell's not going to fix them. Like, the, this team is a genuine spoon contender, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why Paul Turner can't get a go. Yeah, like, what, what have you got to lose? Paul Turner at six. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. And hand the reins over. Let him run the ball and hand the reins over to Toby Sexton. Worst case scenario, he sucks and you got somebody else coming in next year. You know, mm. foreign. Oh, man, foreign. <laughs> Imagine... Imagine thinking that Kieran Four and outside of Manly was a solution to your problems. <laughs> We've seen this movie, guys. We've seen the movie. We know what happens. Yeah. This is not a mystery. Why is Tana Boyd not able to play six? Yeah, I don't know. I they don't got know. Aaron Booth there. Why is Tana Boyd not playing six? It doesn't make any sense, Ryan. It doesn't. Let's talk about the Dragons. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. All right. The Dragons uh, have Lomax somehow still scoring well against bad teams, against good teams, I mean. And and the Dragons actually have a pretty nice little schedule coming up here. Um, so they're going to play uh, five of their next six games against bottom eight sides, uh, which is which is a nice little thing. Um, I seem to see Jack Bird went back to the edge but still scored poorly, but I think that probably had something to do with having a broken arm. Um, but I think at some point he's going to come good. And, I mean, I'm keeping a little bit of an eye on Ben Hunt as well. He's obviously he must be, got... Must be getting cheap now. 16, well, yeah, yeah, 13 points last week, 68. He could score 68 this week and ride his, ride his price up. Mm. So, yeah, he's somebody I am keeping an eye on. I don't know if he's going to play Origin. Everyone seems really certain he's going to play Origin. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I tend to. I don't know if there's a spot for him. Like, if he's not, a, I don't think he's going to play in the halves. And if he's not at 14, there's no spot for him. No, well, 14. But like, you know, there's so many options here. Like, surely Ruben Cotter gives you more at 14. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Um, because I mean, if you play Harry Grant at nine, Ruben Cotter at 14. Worst case scenario, you lose anyone in the back seven. Harry Grant moves into the halves. Munster moves into whatever position's missing, and and Cotter goes into hooker. Easy mm. peasy. And if he, if no one, if you don't lose anyone, Cotter plays in the forwards. You know, done. Great, sold. Easy one. 
Easy peasy. So, yeah, we, I think we've just fixed it. I think we've sorted it out, right? Um, but, I mean, outside of that, Telltale Moans down at 239K. He's somebody at some point you might want to go, oh, okay, I'm going to get a 20-point average. Like he might be, uh, you know, instead of getting a, a red dot cash out, but he might be, uh, um, you know, a 240K breaking glass in case of emergency 20 points type of guy. I just want to see something from him that shows me he's not going to get dropped. Yeah, be nice, wouldn't it? Just to see him score 30 and not look like yeah. a potato. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's absolutely nothing at all stopping them from bringing Sloan in and moving M by to six. So, yeah, sure. yeah no. Nah. No, nah, Dragons, not particularly fantasy relevant either, though. So, yeah, moving along to the next teams here, which uh, the Storm and the Panthers, this should be just an absolute juxtaposition to the game before. Uh, obviously, big news, Ryan Pappenhausen out. Nick Meany replaces him at fullback. Obviously, earlier, you know, I mean, my thoughts have been Meany might be a decent buy here, but, I mean, soft, tough schedule here. Um, is he is Meany cheap enough that he warrants a look? I, I don't know. I don't – maybe I'm missing something, but I don't see it with Meany. Like, he's not – He's not Nico Hines. Um, he's already priced it in the like mid to high thirties. I think about thirty six, thirty seven is what he's priced at currently. Um, uh, is he the type of player that can average in the in the high forties, and especially coming up against Penrith this week? Like I know he's put together some good scores over the last three weeks, but it's because he's been playing on the wing, scoring tries in games where the Storm have absolutely mm. obliterated um, three bad opponents. Um, yeah, you mate, you yeah. really can't, you really cannot sell short the the storm factor though. Yeah, you know, we basically have to throw all of his stats from the Bulldogs in the bin and start again. Mm. Or yeah, only look that, at the Bulldogs sort of... against bottom four teams. Like you look look at the Bulldogs against bottom four teams. His average at fullback is forty two, with only two point three mm. points worth of goals. If he's kicking goals, the goals are going to be maybe eight points. So that takes him up to forty. 546, mm. you know, um, pushing 50 maybe. Uh, but then, you know, try assists, he's going to, you know, he should be in that market there. Um, I mean, I can certainly see a path to him averaging 50 until Pappenhausen comes back, but yeah. I wouldn't bet my house on it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, uh, this is probably, I mean, the storm factor is why, like, I'm not willing to write him off completely to people. Because um, mm. that is obviously a well-known commodity. Is playing in such a good team, he, he could just by osmosis of being on the field, by being the last pass to Justin Molem, who can run over three blokes, get a try assist. You know, yeah. Um, yeah I, I just, I guess, for mine, he doesn't seem like the dynamic type of player that Hines and Pappenhausen are. That he's um, mm. that I can trust him to bust tackles and you know no. to break the line and stuff like that. Um, so that's sort, sort of Mate, what although me he away. does he. He just looks completely different, though, this year, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's just the storm backline effect, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at the next – but you look at the – I mean, I'm going to agonise over this because, I mean, you look at his next couple of games coming up, Penrith, Cowboys, Roosters, then they play Manly, Broncos, Manly again, and um, whoever's in fourth is Sharks. You know, that's mm-hmm. the – like – the, the worst team that they play is eighth um, between now and and when they have their bye week. Mm. Like it's it's re- in round seventeen. Like it really is. It's just you know it's 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 uh, the short term. It's the worst schedule you could possibly come up with. So yeah. uh, 
It's yeah. It's I'm I'm certainly not. He's gonna. He's a hard like for somebody that needs to make money and needs to take risks. I like Meany. For somebody that's trying to protect the lead and play with a straight bat, he's not somebody that I'm interested in. Mm. I think they've been flattered a little bit, a little bit as well in attack, just by the virtue of playing some very, very bad opposition the last month. Yeah. Yep. 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 And that's the thing. Something that we highlighted: first eight rounds, Storm had comfortably the worst, like the softest draw, and they now have the second most difficult draw. So, mm. really, really, really want to stress that, and um, really consider whether you need Nick Meany. If you're going to be buying him, I certainly wouldn't be, you know, like trading Targo to him or something like that. I think that could end up sideways. Um, yep. But like, you know, if you want to go, like if you've got another purchase that you want to make and it's like Pappenhausen to Meany, which allows you to trade Leo Thompson to bloody Isaiah Popoliti or something like that, 100% do something like that. Hmm. You know, but, or like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think, in that price range, it's 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 right, but I mean, yeah, scary, scary stuff. You could be stuck holding the bag with a thirty-five average fullback. So, and I have actually have similar concerns about a guy that I'm going to speak about later. Um, but yeah, moving on from Meany because I can't believe we spent so much time on Nick Meany. Um, obviously, we didn't get a cheapie. Obviously, Rem Smith gone for the year. Marion Seve comes in. You have to imagine maybe at some point that might end up as. Um, somebody else in that spot, um, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Outside of that, Harry Grant, man, oh, how good's Harry Grant? He's just so fun to watch, isn't he? So good, so good. Yeah, and just yeah, he's just so well rounded. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just it's beautiful stuff. I mean, their bench is just like not. There's not. I mean, Luiero's back. Uh, he can play some minutes here. Brandon Smith can play some minutes. Josh King's kind of just sitting at the right price now, but he hasn't hurt you being in, in the starting 17 for your scorers. Kamakamitha's down in 23. It'll be interesting to see if and when he breaks back into the team. Uh, and Eisenhut's down there as well. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, the Storm have got, you know, they have been playing men down and, and dominating people. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But this should be an absolute cracker game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, one thing I do want to flag with you, Ryan, before we move on, is Cameron Munster. Obviously, he's averaging 60-something, 63, and just absolutely putting points up like it's gone out of fashion. But he was the one that broke the trend of this soft schedule and actually plays better against good teams. He could, you know, be an absolute weapon. And, I mean, he's so low, 5.5% ownership still. Um, You know, he's got one score of 31 against the Bulldogs, but, you know, his last five scores, his worst score is 61. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been huge. He's been huge in the past Three five weeks, tries, hasn't though. he? Three yeah. tries is a lot. I guess that 31 against the Bulldogs sort of matches your trend, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> doesn't Mate, turn it up does. for those games. It does. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't, you know. But, yeah, it's – um. I mean, he's putting up scores against bad teams, though. Maybe he's off the booze, and that's 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 the reason he's just putting in against everybody. Um. <laughs> But he's got he's got Origin coming up. Who knows? So yeah, I, I probably he's probably too expensive for me given coming into Origin and all that. But I certainly wouldn't fault you. He's more expensive than Cherry Evans now. Yeah, well. So yeah, absolutely. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's the sixth six most expensive player I don't have. So that'll probably make him seventh overall. 
<laughs> seventh highest, most expensive. Or eight. No, because I've got Hines as well as Grant. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, on the other side of the ball here, Penrith, obviously uh, a big test for them coming up against the Storm at, you know, 85%. Um, Cleary, uh, poor score last week, but, I mean, you know, 45 as a floor is fine. He didn't really do anything wrong either. He just didn't get any of those big attacking plays. Yeah, it was probably a good reality check as well for Cleary owners to um, get a, a, a little bit more of a down-to-earth score out of him after some big weeks in a row. Um, just sort mm-hmm. of a reminder that we're not in 2021 anymore. Um, you know, you've got to expect the odd 40 out of him nowadays. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, if you have Cleary, most weeks he's going to be a set-and-forget captaincy option. Um, but, I mean, you can look at it and go, okay, you know, I've got, you know, say Hines against the Warriors or Cleary against the Storm for argument's sake and go, okay, you know, I'm going to make an educated decision here and and say, you know, the difference between those two players isn't big enough for me to, you know, ignore a good matchup. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that might be it. You know, I mean, most weeks, 80% of the time minimum, you probably want to be captain in Cleary. But, like, you saw, like, me this week, like we were saying um, you know, Cleary's owned by something like, you know, I'm just going to actually look it up now, but it, it's an absolutely massive percentage of the top 5,000 teams. You know, if you want to jump ahead, you know, you kind of need to pick your moments. I mean, obviously don't do it all the time, but, you know, top 5,000 teams, 89.76% of teams have Cleary. Yeah, it's just huge, isn't it? <laughs> and top 100, top 1,000, it's 93%. Top 100, it's 97% have Cleary. So, I mean, if you want to go up there, Captain Cleary is not a pod. So, you know, you really got to pick your moment and go, all right, don't do that. But like, you know, I mean, the Panthers have a fairly soft schedule and they got three fairly tough games coming up before the origin break. And then they go into, um, they go into, you know, the Bulldogs, but they're playing them again in the Origin Week, and then they've got a couple of soft ones in between. But, you know, I don't think that he's going to get rested a lot because Ivan doesn't seem to actually rest players. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's certainly going to be an interesting, um, you know, dilemma for those of us that don't have him as to exactly when we when we try to get him. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, when the no. when the best time to strike will be for you. Yeah, certainly is going to be an interesting one because, I mean, you know, just looking at the schedule, he's he's got sort of a, a bit of a mixed bag through the origin, a couple of soft games, a couple of, couple of tough ones. And week one head-to-head finals, he's uh, he's playing the Storm again. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, when the, the strategy is and it might even be fading him all the way through to week two of the head-to-head finals where all the religious, you know, <laughs> Cleary captains get knocked out in week one and, and you can, um, yeah, you can... Steer, pick him up in round two of the head-to-head finals and, and steer yourself to victory. <laughs> That'd be an epic uh, Mark Jessup move right there. Yeah, maybe I'll do it. I'll do it just for the memes. I'm glad I didn't decide to pick him up because I was going to get him and Tass. That would have been just absolutely horrendous for me. I would have been, yeah, it would have been ruined the day because I definitely 100% would have captained him instead of Hines and everything. So, no, that's right. It's it's uh, the the uh, the strat lives on anyway, and and we uh you know the other obviously there's a couple of other guys in this Panthers team. Targo is obviously causing frustration for a lot of people. A lot of lots wanting to sell him. Um, Tyler May scoring pretty well. Targo's one. I think I don't think I'm not in a hurry to halt. Excuse me to sell him at all. 
Um, for, for me, he's one of those ones that just sort of it probably depends on who your other centers are. Um, mm. Like he, uh, to me, seems like he's the same as like a Lomax or a Stags or whatever, just every other yeah. center. But like, obviously, the the top three centers right now are Aiken, Burton, and um, Talakai. So they're probably the three. You'd, you'd probably be targeting at least two of those. But if you've only got one, like Targo's fine. Like he can be your backup center. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like I've snagged Burton this week, but I'm going to play him in the halves, um, and and play Targo instead of playing Cooler. Um, obviously, but if I'm selling Pappenhausen, I got to work out who I'm selling Pappenhausen to because I got Teddy Ponga Hines, and then Burton Hastings, Aitken, and Targo. So that's my back seven. So I'm I'm just sort of just plugging them in that way for now. But I think what I'll obviously eventually end up doing is shifting Burton down to tar- to the centres and and trading Targo out to a keeper half is probably what I'll end up doing. Um, or you know, trading Targo back to Pappenhausen later, potentially, or Turbo, um, one of those sorts of guys. So, yeah, just a watch watch and see for now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's only got one score below 30 for the entire year. So, I mean, it's pretty hard to, you know, make the decision to sell him off, you know, one bad score out of nine as a, as a rookie centre. So, yeah. and he's going to come up against the uh, very inexperienced edge of the Storm you know, he's going to come up against Iremia and Seve this week. So uh, there could be some points there. But we'll see. We'll see how see what happens. See what happens. Uh, moving along to the next game here, Sharkies and the Raiders. Uh, Nico Hines moves to fullback off his just absolutely monstrous 130-point haul, uh, which is the tied third best scoring of all time fantasy-wise if you calculate for, you know, you treat everybody on the current scoring method. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was an absolute monster. He only one try as well. A lot of these other guys have got, you know, trip hat tricks or whatever. He did it with one try. So, I mean, he's obviously, you know, he's in absolutely everything. He moves back to fullback this week, which, you know, realistically is probably going to fit peel what 10 points and tackles off him. And then, you know, whatever the kick meters that Trindle soaks, um, which you have to imagine will be probably another five points. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to take 15 points off the floor, um, but you're obviously going to add some run meters in there, and and you know, obviously, fullbacks score more tries than than halfbacks do. Yeah, uh, like because last week he was just playing two positions with um, with the, the, the I can't remember who got sent off now. It's escaping me. Will but, Kennedy. Will Kennedy. That's right. Yeah. So he was playing two positions basically last week, but now with. Um, Trindle into the side, you have to think he's going to be soaking some of that responsibility. So I think you're right there. Like it's it's probably not surprising he scored 132 because he's uh, scored about what 65 at uh, two different positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, um, yeah, just just an all round great performance, and you know, just you know, was asked to do everything and and drag the team to victory and did. Um, so yeah, I mean he's won there. Obviously Talakai hasn't been the money maker that I think people were hoping for, but I mean it's not been bad. Uh obviously he was st- suffering with the flu last week, so we found out. Um but he now finds himself off a of forty with a break even of fifty five. I mean, he's up against a Raiders team that can absolutely be exposed and this shark side does have a, a pretty soft draw here. Um, just looking at the next, you know, little patch here, 12th, 14th, 6th, 10th, 14th, 15th is their opponents, the next six matches. So, 
I mean, there's definitely some some potential there for Talakai to put up some points. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you got him, you certainly – I wouldn't be, uh, you know, losing the faith in him now. Um, certainly not expecting hundreds, though. Yeah, for sure. And, and, like, this is sort of why I was warning against people buying him as a cash maker. Like, I was – like, I think when we – had the initial conversation. I was saying, if you're buying him, you want him as a keeper. Um, yeah, because if you've got if you've got him as a keeper, you're not stressing. But if you're buying him with the hopes of him making 150k over three weeks, you're probably a little upset. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, then Tracy, obviously, he's come into the centres for Ramian, who's been suspended for longer than the guy who got sent off. Uh, won't do- delve too far into the politics of all that. I'm sure enough people cover all that. Um, what I want to talk about though is uh, what purpose does it serve having Cameron McInnes do the late switch? Uh, is this your... you um, your, anyone, mate. Is this the same <laughs> as your uh, Ruben Cotter? <laughs> no, well, the Cowboys had some new jerseys made up and Cotter's in the 10 now. So, you know, is he again this week? I'm assuming he is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he is, yeah. So, yeah, obviously they haven't made their new had their new jerseys made up yet. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, McInnes is fitting in the 14 jersey, but he's... You know, he played 55 minutes straight last week. Uh, I don't think he needed to. Uh, and, I mean, there's there was a couple of guys there that could have played additional minutes and didn't, and McInnes played those minutes. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, he's an interesting one for me. Obviously, if he was named to start, it would make me feel a lot more confident. But, I mean, he's somebody that I am looking at uh, fairly closely now. Um What's his break even? I think it's like 30 something, isn't it? 32. Yeah. It's kind of really, uh, you know, he seems like one of those guys, like if you jump on him and he stays on the bench and scores like 35s, you won't be shocked. Or if you miss him and then, you know, he keeps playing 65 minutes and averages 55, you you won't miss, be shocked either. And I just, I don't have a strong enough conviction either way about him. Like I was going to trade Max King to him for 70 grand, but you know, I don't know if Max King gonna score less than him. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those tough ones where, like, if you if you want to buy him, you kind of want to set it up so the guy you're selling plays either in the same game or after him type of thing, so you mm. have the luxury of reversing. Um, I, I think he will start, but you, you just can't say with one hundred percent certainty, can you? No, no, you can't. I'm wondering if maybe I trade Pappenhausen to McInnes. And then that way I can wait and see and see what I want to do with Max King next week. It means I don't have to play too long here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, 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 maybe. I need to save a trade at some point as well. But no. I don't, don't need a lecture from you about that, Ryan. Don't don't start on me, all right? Uh, <laughs> outside of that, uh, it's all fairly uneventful for the Sharkies. Uh, the Raiders uh, are also fairly uneventful. Schneider. Comfortably at the top of the yeet list. Um, you know, Matt Frawley drastically outplayed him last week. Won't be shocked if he ends up being the first one to drop out of the team. They've got Sam Williams lurking down there. Uh, also, uh, obviously, Xavier Savage on the bench at 250K. At some point, if he gets a start, he's going to be great. But, I mean, having a look at the Raiders, there's a couple of guys in this Raiders team. Even Chance is down, like, in the mid-300s now. Ooh. We kind of need to keep an eye out. We need to keep an eye on these guys um, because there is going to be some value down in this somewhere down there. Um, You know, Charlie Hitchens break him in 40. How does the Raiders schedule 
look out for the next remaining. It's pretty neutral. Yeah. Cronulla, yeah, Rabbits. It's, it's on the better end, um, but it improves like after the next four or five weeks. Yeah, I see they've got Cronulla, uh, the Rabbits, Para, and Roosters over the next four weeks. Not, yeah. not and ideal. And then the Broncos, who are actually a top eight side as well. But then after that, it's 16th, 11th, Storm, 10th, 14th, Penrith, 11th, 16th. So, I mean, it's not too bad, but there is still the two shit games through there. Um, and, yeah, it's it's not a desirable or not a not desirable schedule. It's kind of just somewhere in the middle. Yep. Yeah, it's probably more boom-bust, which is very fitting for the Raiders. Um, I mean, Adam Elliott uh, scored really, really well. Tom Starling, not so much. Uh, hopefully he can get some, you know, attacking stats in there. But he's always been a sort of, you know, he does have the odd, you know, lower game in there sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, Raiders, uh, I'm not rushing out to buy any of them, that's for sure, outside of Adam Elliott, who is still a buy. Yep. Cool. Good. Good job, Brian. <laughs> Moving along to the Roosters and the Eels, James Tedesco, another big score. Uh, Momorowski, a couple of good scores in a row now. Um, and he's down in the mid-300s and also represents a pretty interesting proposition. But obviously, like I said, absolutely terrible schedule. Um, so probably n- maybe not that interesting <laughs> now that it finishes coming out of my mouth. Um, obviously, Angus scoring well. He is somebody who does score better against bad teams, but he's still a, a keeper even against good teams. Um Kiri, he's a thrives on attacking stats. Connor Watson's back in the nine, and Verrills is gone for the foreseeable future. Um, I really liked Radley. Oh, not Radley. I like Butcher out on that edge and Tupanua off the bench. I hope they go back to that. Um, but I mean, I'm not buying anyone in this Roosters team. I don't think outside of Angus, who's probably still a value. Yeah, I think Angus is about it for me. He'd be the only person I'm actively targeting um, if if I didn't have him. Yeah. Uh, and then the Eels, they've got, I don't know, who do they have? Nobody interesting for fantasy. Why is Ryan Madison scoring good off the bench? Yeah, it's a good question. I know he got a try last week, but he's... Uh... Is he just coming on and playing the rest of the game? I think so, yeah. Happening? Well, he's played 55 and 50 the last two weeks, so mm. I think I think so. When does he normally come on? Does he come on around the 30-minute mark? Oh, now you're testing me. I didn't do enough research. Um, You can do this bit of research, mate, and I'll just keep talking outside of that. So last last week he came on uh, for Junior Paulo at the 30-minute mark and played out the rest of the game. So I'm assuming it was the same the week before that too. All right. So, mate, the other person that I think obviously we need to have a look at is now that Dylan Brown's back in the halves. Obviously he's going to shed a bit of cash here. Break even 56. He got another 60-something score this week. Back in the halves with a try against Penrith. But, you know, he's back to his, you know, uh, 28 tackles, tackle busts. Yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting one to have a look at uh, now that now that he's back there. In the the 700K, obviously, people over were overpaying for him before. Certainly no rush this week with a, you know, break even a 56 and coming up against the Roosters who are sort of finding some form. But one to keep an eye on. Uh, as a as a potential pod half moving forward, Moses obviously much better against the soft scheduled teams, and then their draw is not particularly difficult. 
Um, I certainly wouldn't want him in the back end where they've got Storm and Penrith in the last six games um, and only one bottom 10 side. Mm-hmm. I think Isaiah Papali is really the only para player I'd uh, want in my side. Yeah, no, nah, he's just gone from strength to strength, isn't he? I, I, the, he's the one that I'd like. I'd love to fit him in, and I haven't had him yet, like since he's been a gun ever. And I, I've got him in my draft team as my captain. That's about it, and I can't, I can't get him in in classic. So he's probably one I'll be looking, I'll be looking to do like a maybe a, you know, Tomalolo to him, depending on what happens with Tomalolo in the final, you know, after the first buy or something like that. Um, yeah. and how much cash I got left. I owned him before he was a gun. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. I had him in 2019. Was... You had Papali'i before he was cool. Yeah, exactly. I was first on the Papali'i train in 2019. <laughs> yeah, and first to depart. Yeah, sad times. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, outside of that, uh, there's nothing really exciting happening down in the emergencies or anything like that. Uh, moving on to the last game of the round, West Tigers coming up against the Cowboys juggernaut. Uh, West Tigers, uh, you know, a couple of tough injury uh, situations there. They had Peachy out in the centres and Gildar on the wing, which was always going to end badly with that combination. Um, Hastings, 50 in a, in a poor Tigers performance is always good. To a Lungy, 19, very not good. 18, sorry. Um, and Offhand Gowie's kind of slipping under the radar here. Um, Stefano's going to make himself nice and cheap with that bidding as well. Four points last week, so... All, all in all, this Tigers team's probably back to the uh, Hastings and, and that's it for now. Yeah, basically. Um, Nofaluma was going quite well until he got that concussion in round eight. He's still not back in the uh, in the 24 yet. So, yeah, um, yeah he might one be, one, be one to keep an eye on if he makes his way back. But um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not, just how, did, how did Simkin go last week? That's a good question. Because, uh, I mean, he's like the, he's the 80-minute hooker now. Yeah, um, forty points in eighty minutes. Yeah, interesting. Four hundred twenty-four k. He's he's certainly one to keep an eye on. I I sort of just don't really want to do it, just in case the littles an eighteen. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to myself. Let's talk about the Cowboys, Ryan. Yes, the best time of the week. Cowboys, so good again. Um, <sighs> Ruben Cotter played seventy-five minutes for some reason. Tom Lolo only played fifty minutes. Um, I can't imagine it's going to be sustainable that he's going to continue playing these massive minutes. But, I mean, while he's performing um, and, and you know, he doesn't look like he's even getting remotely tired. Um, uh, yeah, Surely there's no need to play in massive minutes in these blowout games. So, like, I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, he's while he's, while he's doing well, obviously the other middle forwards are getting a bit of a rest. Uh, Reese Robson played 80 minutes again, even with Cotter playing 59, no particular injuries just you know a couple of little little stints um but you know the next the next lowest cowboy was 27 minutes so i mean you know maybe that's just the rotation now yeah oh, look i'd really love to get robson but I, I guess the the danger there is if there's any injury in the back line hammer's gonna go in there and you'd assume granville comes onto the bench so mm-hmm. um you just always got to have that looking over your shoulder there with robson which is unfortunate yeah yeah, well, Peyton keeps talking about how he thinks Robson's the best defensive hooker in the competition. So maybe he just wants him out there for the defensive side of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty tackles and a hundred meters a game is pretty, you know, appealing. 
um, and still six hundred fifty k. That's such a good value. Um, yeah, even just, you know, the- it just feels like another potential Starling where we get like a few weeks of eighty minutes and then he's back to playing sixty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big danger. Danger Will Robinson, but it's still awesome. Like, it's still so good. Cowboys are oh, sure. so good, yeah. man. They're so good to watch as well. Like, I, I do want to warn people away from Scott Drinkwater. Uh, as I mean, the Cowboys have a good matchup here against the Tigers, but then they go into Storm and Penrith in a row. Like, I cannot stress enough that that's not what you want. Yeah, this is going to be the real litmus test for the Cowboys defense, isn't it, coming into yeah. Melbourne and Penrith? Yeah, yeah. How yep. good are they, really? I think they can win, but I certainly wouldn't want to be having Scott Drinkwater for fantasy. No, and well, I, I mean, he only played—he only played sixty-three minutes last week too, with Hammer coming on. Yeah. Oh, but it, you know, it was Hickey the week before. It'll be Holmes this week, probably. You know, they'll just—you know—they'll just keep shuffling the shuffling the decks and giving players little rests here and there. Um, I mean, fantasy-wise, it's basically Cotter and Tomalolo is the two that that I'd be wanting. And I don't think I'd be wanting one anyone. I mean, Robson's outside of that. So, I mean, and even then I wouldn't be encu- actively encouraging anyone to buy any of those three at their price. Like, I mean, they're, they're fine, hmm. um, but that none of them are like slam dunks at their, at their price now either. No, so, somehow the only cowboy I've got, I've, I've still somehow got Jeremiah Nano in my team and I don't know how. <laughs> you can't get rid of him because you've got too many <laughs> yeah. other fires to put out. Yeah, exactly. He's still uh, he's still managed to make. Uh, he's gone over the five hundred k mark now. Eventually, he's made oh, good. k in about four weeks. That's nice. Yeah, good. All right, perfect. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, with a try, thirty eight. Yeah, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be. If I was you, I'd be looking to move him sooner rather than later, though, with the oh, storm sure. and Panthers coming up. So, yeah. mate, we better well, get into some questions. Otherwise, we're going to be here till bloody midnight, aren't we? Just, just one last point, I guess. Yeah. To, to note for the future, um, Hamaso is below 400k now, break even of 50. Just uh, put that yeah. in your black book. Yeah, look, we're looking for uh, not that we want to have an injury, and you know, certainly not for the Cowboys juggernauts. Because I mean, I've already bought my grand final tickets, but I mean, you know, fantasy wise, that'd be that would be helpful. Um, yeah, we'll uh, yeah, we'll watch this space. We'll see see if anything pops up. Yeah, sure. Might jump in the Twitter questions first. There's always the you know the Twitters is always the uh, the shortest one, so we might get, get some get some momentum up. You know. All right, Ryan. If Pappenhausen isn't to hold, is Teddy worth getting so close to Origin, or should I get someone else? Thoughts on Peachy, Safarth, Fanukin as a bench replacement for Schneider or Targo? Well, those are three names I didn't think I'd have to comment on this week. Uh... No, no, <laughs> and, and um... for good reason. Yeah, I've, well, I've given my thoughts on uh, Teddy. I, I, I think this is probably the worst possible time to buy. Um, Safarth is back to the bench now, so I guess you're probably not looking at him anymore uh, with mm-hmm. Luciano back. Um, Peachy, he played 78 minutes. I'm assuming there was a... At centre. Because right. Marmalo got knocked out and Gildart went That's out right. for the wing. That's right, yeah. Okay, so I wouldn't be – probably wouldn't want to touch Peachy either. He's probably going to be one of those – go back to the role he was playing earlier in the year, like that sort of 45-minute type of guy. Um, yeah, and who was, who hard, was no, hard, hard no on Peachy and safe off and Finucane, I think. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd find it I'd, – I'd, I'd probably rather like Havili or um, Adam Elliott if you yep. don't have him, something yep. like that. Yeah, I think Schneider to Havili or Adam Elliott's fine. I'd be hanging on to Targo and then Pappenhausen you can trade to, I mean, if you want to trade that to Ponga. Like if you went Pappenhausen, 
and Schneider to Havili and Ponga, that would give you a nice little war chest for next week, I reckon. For sure. Uh, oh, we forgot the puns. <laughs> the best part of the week. Ryan, we've got to go back. We've got to circle back and get the puns we've got, before okay. we do any more questions. All right. Ryan. I didn't actually read them all this week. I was I was looking I'm looking forward to actually reading reading them. Oh no, Ryan Pappen hurts and <laughs> It's not okay. I don't like it. Oh, not soon. Ryan Pappen hurts and what about <laughs> He's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> Justin Lawbrook, that's you. <laughs> Craig Marsh, who? 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 <laughs> Joe Alonso. <Alain> here. <laughs> we missed him. What are you talking about? Joe Offen Gonski. <laughs> Joe Stinkson. <laughs> Ryan Patched Upenhausen. Oh. <laughs> Tragically. <laughs> That's a good one. James Tabasco, light drizzle, you're on fire. <laughs> hey, Mitchell Jessup. I don't know who that is, but he's not related to me, I don't think. So. Long lost brother. Must be. Matt Ballsy? Instead of, is that Matt? But we don't know. That's, that's not a pun for Burton, mate. Come on, sort it out. Jared Joker. Oh, no, that's too soon as well. <laughs> At least he's only going up for like two weeks. Uh, Hero Grant. Yes. Hero. Nothing Hero Cleary. Could save me. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, good song. <laughs> Nothing Cleary. Nothing Cleary, yeah. Yep. And Matt Burnton. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Bradman Worst. <laughs> that one writes no. itself. Adam Reynolds. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I put Nuclear Hines and Nathan Teary. Oh, where's there some more here? I'm sure there is. Yeah, <clears throat> there's way more. All right. Davi Noali. <laughs> what about uh, Contract Munster? <laughs> no contract, Munster. <laughs> Tamari Smarting. I don't know what, what that. He's not very smart. He's shit. Um, Bad Snyder. Josh Jacks off. Yep. Ewan Aiken, because he's got a sore head. <laughs> Jerome Puai and Harry Champ. Oh, Carrie Grant. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, gosh. All right. Good stuff, guys. I think I've lost you again, Ryan. Oh, we hear me. Radio Gaga. Radio blah, blah. All right. In case you're wondering why uh, Ryan's not laughing at my puns, is because we lost his internet because he's running his uh, fantasy recording on a toaster. Um, but we're uh, <laughs> we're back up now. It's not because the puns are bad, guys. It's because the, uh, the internet's bad. Mate, Ryan's I had the choice. Bad. I had the choice between uh, internet or the KO bill, and I chose the KO bill, all right? So that makes a lot of sense. I can understand that. Yeah, man needs to, to have KO. 
All right, back into the trade questions. Um, is it Murray for I Papali'i and Pappy for who was hoping to yeet Schneider but got bigger fish to fry? Oh, it probably depends what position you need. Um, but I guess, you know, like if you're targeting round 13, like Josh Jackson's great. Um, we've spoken about Ponga if you need a wing fullback. Um, I don't know. Who, who else? I wonder if you uh, could do something who else? like Is there anyone else Pappy, you target there? I wonder if you could do something like Pappy and Schneider for Jackson and Ponga and just put Murray in the pocket or something. Yeah, that could work. Because, I mean... You'd assume Murray is going to be back round 14? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like maybe, you know, he doesn't quite make it back for Origin, but he makes it back for the Rabbitohs a week after or something like that. You know, I could see, uh, yeah, if you go like Pappy for Pappy for Jackson and that might give you enough to each Schneider out to get Ponger or some, something like that, um, or even mm. Murray and, and hold Pappy. But, I mean, obviously preference is to hold Murray, I think. Yeah, something like that. Try that. Otherwise, like, I mean, Pabby for Ponga or whoever else we've sort of spoken about. Um, yeah, do No Ali and Flushton get more minutes over Origin, if at all, in Flushton's case? I'd assume uh, No Ali, given uh, Cam Murray's now nursing injury as well. Yeah, you have to imagine there's going to be something happening there. Well, I guess we'll find out. they got Mark Nichols to come back, though, as well. So um, I think No Ali is going to be a perpetual, you know, 18 to 20 point, you know, break glass in case of emergency scorer. That's not a zero on your bench if you got him. And I certainly wouldn't be going out of my way to get him. Yep. Yep. Uh, hey, gents, considering players like Moali, uh, not Paul, not Moali, like Havili and Peoples getting big scores slash minutes and Moali getting short since, how do we feel about the Bunnies rotation? Well, um, you know, put Peoples back away in the bin now with host there. But, um, I mean, Havili is, I think it's wheels up. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a strange rotation because, um, you know, we spoke about the two props and then Havili and Knight potentially playing 160 there. Like, and then it sort of makes me wonder how does Jaiara fit into this? Like, does he play uh, Does he play a bit of second row? Like, with Host coming off, um, like, you know, Mawali plays 20. Like, Nick Arima, it seems like he's going to be a middle forward. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I, I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be Nick Arima for – 20 to 30 minutes in the middle for the minutes that Arrow doesn't play. Yep. Um, and, yeah, Host will probably play 60 and okay. Arrow might shift out and Noali come into the middle for 20 minutes or something like that. Um, yeah, some, something in that range of outcomes. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm happy to put wheels up on Havili there. Uh, Puppy must out for wing fullback or can you roll with Taff or Cooler as cover? I think you can roll with Taff or Cooler as cover, but, you know, it depends how many trades you got left, hey? Yeah, well, look, because I, I was running Hines, May, and um, Pappenhausen as my back three, and if I don't get Ponger, I'm, I'm pretty happy to run Cooler just because of how few real slam dunk wing fullback options there are. Um, <laughs> so, because like, I, I think you could probably spend that that money, like get, you know, what like a, a Josh Jackson or a, even Isaiah, Isaiah Papali'i. Like, say Isaiah Papali'i averages like sixty, sixty five ish. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably fifteen points better than the the best wing fullback you can get. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, so no, definitely, definitely, yeah. It's it's certainly not uh, a must to move on Pappenhausen. I definitely think you can roll Cooler or Taff. Just play your matchups or whatever. I'd be playing Cooler this week, given the um 
you know, the rumours that Taft's sick and he you know, might get an early shower or whatever. He specifically mentioned Nick Arima being able to play fullback. So, you know, do with that what you will. Um, Pappenhausen, Leo Thompson to Burton and Meany. Um, yeah, look, we've spoken about Meany. I'm not going to talk anyone out of him. I'm, I'm not a uh, – I don't see it myself, but I could definitely see it happening, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't mind it. I'm okay with it. I, 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 I wouldn't recommend it to you. Like, I wouldn't say you should get Burton and Meany for those two, but, like, now that you say it, like, I'm not going to convince you not to. Um. Early trade thoughts were Arrow and Schneider to Elliott and Crichton, but now Murray might miss three to four weeks. Well, he is missing three to four weeks. Um, is it worth holding Arrow? I'd probably just hang on to Arrow and not get Crichton. Yeah, I tend to agree because, you know, if, if um, Arrow ends up playing 60-65 at lock, there's every chance he matches Crichton this week. Yeah, yep. No, I think just doing Schneider to Elliott's probably the goer there. Yep. Um, how would I rank the following buys head to head? Crichton, McInnes, Pangai, Burton, Adam Elliott. Oh, geez, that's a, some very different price brackets there. Um, yeah, for me, yeah. McInnes is dead last on that list. Yeah, I agree. Um, value for scoring wise, I'd probably have Pangai third last just because of the hothead nature of him, and then probably Elliott and Angus the top two. Yeah, and what does Burton? Fourth, or is he? Oh, Burton as well. Um, Posi- but but I mean, positionally, Burton gives you a big advantage being able to play him at centre. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, probably probably third. I think. Mm. I'm probably inclined to say Elliot and Burton are the two most important there because Elliot's got a really good money to money to scores ratio at the moment. Yep. Um, and then Burton obviously positional advantage, and then yeah, Crichton, Pangai, McInnes for me. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paps and Snyder to McInnes and Burton. Yeah, I don't, wouldn't talk you out of that. Yeah, or, or Meany instead. And yeah, well, we've discussed. Uh, Schneider or Targo to Burton. Excuse me. Uh, Schneider. Schneider's got to go first. Yep. Cool. All right. Somebody asked a question and then deleted their account. Oh, which is fun. Um, yeah, or they got banned. Um, and that's it for the Twitter ones. What do you got on Insta? All right. As always, got a, I'm sure we've got a million. Um, firstly, we've got an anonymous question. Um, he wants to remain anonymous. Mm. He asks, um, where will Cody Nicarima fit in as seeing as he's named at 14 for South? Does he take away any minutes from Mowali and Havili? Uh, probably from Noali. Uh, I think Havili, you know, maybe five minutes from potentially, but yeah, I think he's more of a danger of, of spelling Ilias or or pinching some minutes from the guys further down the, the pecking order than Havili seems to be at the moment. Yep. Um, okay. The big Murray for me with Havili would be question. Nichols returning, I think. Yeah, that's that is the big one. do we have a do we know when he is due back? It's very soon. Is he it... was in the training photos today. Oh no. Maybe we shouldn't be steering people into a villi. I mean, Jai uh, Arrow is going to be out of origin. There's going to be, well. you know, Murray. Obviously, he's going to be gone for a, a couple of weeks. Havili's low break even. He's cheap. You know, he probably only needs 35 minutes to be a value. 
Yeah, that's true. Casualty ward says round 11 to 12, so could potentially be back next week. Mm. Yeah, Selly as well. Mm. Yeah, so I'm not worried about Selly. Okay. All right. Uh, James, he wants to know, love to see the amateur's curse has finally been lifted, lads. Well, Oh, well, that's what you think. We don't know, mate. Yeah, that's what you think. Just wait till Meany scores 15 this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did intentionally do this one as well. I've got He's got 20 trays left, and he's considering trading uh, Schneider to Birdo. I like that. Block that in. And uh, Paps mm-hmm. to Teddy. He's thinking about doing Paps to Teddy. Well, we've spoken about Teddy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. sure Teddy's going to be a keeper, but just a rough time to be buying. Um, yeah. Is it worth pulling the trigger or trying to deal with the shit show of emergencies? Billy Smith, Tuolagi, Vilea, Edric Lee. Yeah. See, I'd be fine playing Tuolagi. I know it's not, you know, it was bad last week. But, I mean, I, I, I think he's in my 17 at the moment. And I mean, but I'm also thinking about trading Pap so I don't have to play him. So maybe it's hypocritical of me to say that. But, I mean, he's scoring 30s. It's, it's kind of... Well, he's been yeah, his 40. last three his last three scores before this week was 40, 44, 45. So, and he only played 81 of those times. So, you have to imagine that he's going to go back to that and this game was just a, a blip on the radar. So, yeah, it was an outlier, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, don't don't worry too much about Tuolangi in the 17, but I mean, you are you are welcome to trade Pap or hold Pap. But you know, I mean, we're—I think we're advocating sell. Yes, as we figured out in the first ten minutes. <laughs> um, NRL Fantasy Nine, our man, he says, "Siva Havili is the buy of the week. Prove me wrong in all caps." Well, we won't prove you wrong. We're with you. Yeah, just beware the Mark Nichols. Yeah, just be returned. Mark Nichols. Yeah. Um, all right, Domi wants to know Angus, Cotter, Robson, or McInnes. I don't know if he just wants us to pick one out of those. Who are you picking? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I really like Robson as a pod, but I think it has to be probably Angus. Yeah, I think Angus is the safe play there. Yeah. If you're overall, you can definitely make an argument for Robson. Mm, for sure. Yeah. Climb some ranks. Um, Nathan, he wants to know Tohu, McInnes, or Angus. I think it's Angus again, isn't it? Oh man, I really want to like Tohu's going to be such a good pod round thirteen duel. He's like I'd a like full hundred to... k more expensive than Angus though. No, you got to go Angus. Yeah, I'd like to see a week first before I'm diving into yeah. Tohu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, John T wants to know: Do you reckon Meany can make similar money to Hines last year, or is Pappy's injury not long enough? Um. No and no. <laughs> uh, VC wants to know Aiken names. Just keep in mind, sorry, before you move on, just keep in yeah. mind, it is not 2021, and we've proved this many times this year already, but it's not 2021. There's not. It's not the fountain of attacking stats this year. The Storm's schedule is just an absolute dumpster fire. It's really, I really want to stress this. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, continue. All right, Beastie wants to know, Aiken named, will he play the six-day turnaround, double-guessing my maths? Flip, flip <laughs> Is Aiken a coin. going to play this week, mate? Flip a coin. He can play as long as he doesn't miss any milestones, and I reckon we're going to know before kickoff in the first game. Cool. Um, Harry wants to know, Max King to Adam Elliott? Yes? I guess. 
Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Similar scoring or Elliot may be better for 93K less. Why not? Um, and he says he wants to try and get Teddy in, but can only do it with Tail and May. Leaves, uh, leaves me with no. Critter as my only half-decent centre. No, no. I, um, I, I don't think I'd be doing that. I think I'd yeah, be I'd... not doing that at all. Taylor May's honestly the way he's been scoring, he's scoring like a keeper at the moment. I wouldn't be trading Taylor May. Um, yep. And he also wants to know about Starling. Is he going to go back to being a decent scorer? What are you doing with Starling? Do you think he can still be a keeper hold. or what? Hold, hold, hold. Hold for now. Hold, 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 yeah. hold, hold. Don't ask me again until round scorer. 14. Yeah. Round 14. Yeah. You've got to hold until round 14. Yeah. Don't ask me again until after uh, the first play. Mm-hmm. Um, in real fantasy nine again he says do we think angus Crichton is playing origin with murray ruled out that is a good question because we were saying that he was 50 50 but now with murray potentially out for origin yeah. and he's been playing a lot better i was watching the first, i was watching that game on the weekend going angus is playing himself into an origin jersey here yeah so he'll play on the left edge with frizzell on the right you have to imagine Oh no, and he's also got he's got Murray and Pappenhausen, like a lot of people, unfortunately. Oh, no. um, he wants really? to know, in in our opinion, he's got so he's got Crichton and Papali already. He wants to know who to bring in. He's considering maybe Haas. Uh, would no. you be buying Haas for Murray? No, no way. I'd be buying. I would not be buying Haas. I'd hold Haas, or I would not be buying. Who do you reckon? Seventy nine break even, busted shoulder, Origin coming up. Carrigan able to soak minutes. No way. Mm, yeah, fair. There's just not a whole lot of great, like, expensive buy options if you've already got Papa no. Lee. Like, no, so you for- just, at that point, you just go down to Jackson and put 200K yeah. in your pocket and spend it on something else. Yeah. It was, like, even Cook, he's got Origin around the corner, but his break even's 80 now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Put it, put it, put the two hundred k in your pocket, and then you know if you still got money and you burn in the burn the hole in the pocket by Torhu next week or week after. Uh, Spence, he wants to know if it's not too late. He wants to do uh, Pappenhausen and Rushton to Elliot and Burton, or Pappenhausen yep. and Schneider to Elliot and Turbo. Um, I think the first one there. Pap- what? Uh, to be honest, I, I'd probably do Pappenhausen and Schneider to Elliot and Burton. I'd just do that. Just hang on I think he needs team. a wing fullback. If he's does he, but he's but if he's no. selling Pappy and Rushton for Elliot and Burton, he he doesn't need a wing fullback. Just do Pappy and Schneider yeah. for Elliot and Burton. Yeah, do that. Yep. Um. All right. So just tons of Pappenhausen and trade questions. <laughs> Um, he's this guy's uh, trading Pappenhausen and, and Jones. He wants to know if he should bring in Burton and Elliot. I think yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. if you're if you're asking us if you should bring in Burton and Elliot for Pappenhausen and player X, the answer is yes. How's that? <laughs> yeah, I'll just go with that. I'm just going to skip any question. Um, how's that? Uh, who's okay? So unless it's Murray too long, I don't think you need to sell too long. Yeah, don't sell too long. Assuming there's some of those. I still I, I still think too long. He's got another hundred k in him, or close to. Yep, hundred um, percent. Who's the best Murray option out of Jackson, uh, Pangai, or Tamalolo? I'm kind of leaning towards Jackson. He's just he's just so much safer, isn't he? I guess the the fun option is Pangai or Tamalolo, but Jackson's just a safe fifty five, yeah. just about every week, isn't he? There is absolutely nothing fun about owning Pangai or Tamalolo. 
<laughs> it's just stress. It's stress for 80 minutes. It's it's so much fun whenever you see him just pull an offload out of no. Like, Pangai just pulls a ridiculous offload, but then he just yeah. almost starts a fight every other week. Yeah, it's, it's 75 minutes of stress and five minutes of cheering <laughs> offloads is what it is. It's not worth it. Although, how good are some of those offloads? They're pretty They're pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's great. Um, I own all three of them, and if I was buying one right now, I'd buy Jackson. Uh, to do uh, so, Artie he wants so he's selling uh Papi to Elliot, um, but then also Max King for Isaiah Papali'i and hold Cameron Murray. Would you do that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, here's someone buying Robson. Well, he's yes. thinking about it. So, uh, Pap and uh, Pap to Burton, yep, Leo. Jeez. Uh, oh so he's trading Leo Thompson to either uh, Robson or Tohu. I think he's asking. I th- yeah, I like Robson, man. I want to. I want to give him a go. Yeah, get Robson. Someone's got to do yeah, it. Just, just eyeball Tohu next week, and if he's still going good, then buy him. Buy him next week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, God, there's so many yeah, questions here. Um, so another. Question about Paps. He's got Hines and Critter as my other wing fullbacks. Who's a good trade-in for the wing fullback? Teddy, question mark. Um, who would you be buying as a wing fullback, Mark? Who's your first pick if you've already got uh, Crichton and Hines? Yeah, Ponga. Ponga, Ponga. yep. Uh, looking to move on Paps and Schneider for Ponga and Hastings or Ponga and Elliott. So Elliott or Hastings is basically yeah. the question here. At the current prices, you have to go Elliott, don't you? Yeah, I think so, hey, because what Hastings into the... 200K, 200K. Yeah, and Elliot really probably isn't going to score that much less if he keeps playing the minutes. Yeah, he definitely doesn't have as big of a ceiling, but he's definitely got a nice little floor there of a high 30s type of thing. Um, and he's Elliot's got some serious money to make, so I'd be jumping on that bandwagon. Um, what, bacon Lord. <laughs> Bacon Lord asks... Yay, Bacon! When is Billy Smith back? Well, he was in the the squad last week, but he's not anymore. So I don't know. He's back on the milk carton this week. Yeah. Yeah. Because didn't he he break a bone in his foot and, like, the physio said that's sort of like the ACL of the foot, like it could just be out forever? He's gone. He's gone. He's never playing in RL again. Oh, no. Oh no, we've retired him. Um, uh, do my best to revive him. You reckon if we put him on the trade po- poster next week, we'd have the anti curse? Um, you know, it would have the opposite effect. Maybe. I mean, oh, if I'm uh, do it next week, if if Meany gets scores sixty this week, then we know. Then we know um, it doesn't work. <laughs> all right. So uh, Nathan wants to know: Paps and Walters to. Cleary and Cooler or Schneider and Targo to Turbo and Cooler? Why does it have to be Cleary and Cooler? Can we do a Burton and Elliott trade again? Something like that. Probably strengthens your 17, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, maybe. I don't know. Jackson. Can you get, you know, can you get... uh, Monster's not that much cheaper than Cleary now. No. I don't know. I'm just saying, um, I just, I just, it's a lot of money to be spending on a 45 scoring point player. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Bugger off. Um, bacon Lord again. He wants to know Pappenhausen to Tohu. We already spoke about this, Bacon Lord. <laughs> and he also asked Tuolangi to Josh Jackson. I don't think we're in, in favor of that, are we? No. No, we're no. going to call you Bacon Dunce if you come up with too many more questions like that, mate. Uh, our man James, he asks, order this list by most yeatable to least yeatable. Okay. Um, so we've got Schneider, Walters, Gilbert, Pappenhausen, Tass, Billy Smith. Mother of God, mate. You need to sort your team out. <laughs> oh, my God. What was that again? You need to write these all right, down. So hang on. Hang on. So, uh, all right. So Walters... He's just a he's just a mess, isn't he? Um, who are you going to yeah, t- sell him? Yeet him too. That's the question. Like, who's bleeding money? Gilbert's going to start bleeding money here. Schneider's probably going to start um, bleeding money. Yeah, I probably would look to as long as it's not affecting your scoring seventeen. On my priority yeets would probably be Gilbert and Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you need somebody in your scoring 17, I think Gilbert has the best chance of giving you a score in that list. Yep. Um, I'd probably hang on to Tass and see what happens because if the Rabbitohs get beaten by the Warriors this week, short-staffed, which I don't think is going to happen, but if it does, it may lead to changes and Tass back in the side. So... There is a, a range of outcomes where Tass comes back. I would be looking to probably eat Walters and Schneider if that's feasible, but I'm assuming it might not be buys-wise unless you're going for Havili or something like that. But how many cheapy failing Rabbitohs do you need between Tass, Moali, Havili potentially getting pushed out, Taff. Jackson Paulo, Taff, Ilias, like, you know, it, it, at what point do we put the Rabbitohs, every single Rabbitohs player in the bin? So, I oh, mean, just... Just Cameron Murray, that's it. Yeah, and Damien Cook. But, I mean, Damien Cook is in for a big um, shock without Cameron Murray too. Yeah, that's true. He's not going to have those, uh, a lot of... Quick like He's going to lose balls. some of those quick play the balls, isn't he? Yeah. Um, this seems like an easy question. Uh, JJ Doug is asking Makatoa to... Adam Elliott. <laughs> I don't know why you have Makatoa, but yes, do that, please. <laughs> uh, 400K in the bank. Um, he's wanting to get rid of Targo and Schneider. Gives him 1.4 million. Uh, with Need to get two mids to play. Um, already have TPJ and Elliott. So which two mids are you getting for 1.4 million that aren't TPJ or Elliott? Um, Jackson and Crichton. Yeah. Lock it in and save a bit or of money. If you're there, an you? overall player, you can go Jackson and Tomalolo. Yeah. Just lock up that uh, round 13. Um, all right. Nearly done here. All right. Um, so how to so how did how to yeet cheap red dots? I have Schiller and Tass. What is the best way to yeet them? Or should just or should I just hold them? Um, worth trading Schiller to for cooler, for example, uh, cheapy for cheapy, etc., or better to trade a keeper and a cheapy for two mid rangers. Uh, depends. It's very circum very circumstantial. Um, I'm I'm sort of not really in a hurry to move Tass on, but I think Schiller you can comfortably say is not going to be coming back anytime soon. 
I'm looking for for Schiller. I'm looking for like Volkman to be named in the halves of the Warriors and then making a move like that. I don't want to move him to a guy like Cooler who might lose his job next week. Yeah, because you're yeah, just no. pissing a trade up the wall and getting a similar result. Yeah, exactly. It's really tough when you've got those like 230k guys that are red dots. That's why like Vileo was was better when he was a red dot because at least you could loop him. <laughs> but now yeah. he's back scoring thirteens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. I'd be looking for uh I'd be looking for a, you know, uh, you know, CNK goes down for the year or Rapina goes down for the year and Savage gets named on the wing for the rest of the year, you know, something like that. Or Volkman makes his way into the team. Jake Avarillo is coming really close to, you know, bottom price. He's one that might turn it around against some soft, you know, opposition as well. Um, you know, or you just use him as a looper. Even that might be the value to you is as a looper. Even even if you wanted to do like Pappenhausen to Ponga or something and or you know name your six hundred K cheaper, say Angus, um, and then Schiller to Havili, you know, yeah, use that like and that. that way you've you've really strengthened up your emergency there. Like Havili is someone yeah. you can probably plug into your seventeen this week. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, something like that. Cool. Uh, Jake, he wants to know, hey fellas, love the podcast, doing a cracking job. Oh well, thank you, Jake. Oh, thanks, Jakey. <laughs> Just for you, I'm gonna give you a correct answer here. <laughs> this is not not the uh, Mark Jessup double bluff this for, for, for this question. No, no, I'll give you a correct answer. Um, so I realised this week I'm actually in the amateurs league. How about that? Well, good to have you, mate. Um, anyway, question is, Pap to Pap to Teddy and Leo Thompson to Burbo a smart trade. I'd rather play either Turbo Taff or Croker in my 17 spot, and that leaves 300k in the bank. No, I, so yeah, I think we're. I think I'm comfortably putting that in the no basket, and I'd like to see you go to a. Who was the second person he was trading out? Uh, Leo Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm gonna. It, it's a 100% no on Burbo. Um, I think if you go Pap to Ponger or something, and then you can get Leo. You can go Leo to Adam Elliott or you know someone in that range. You probably even might even get somebody better than that. Um, you know, if you've already got Adam Elliott, you know, someone, I mean, Stefano well, is going to be dangerously cheap at some point. He says he's got 300K in the bank. So, like, because he's also saying, he's also asking, like, uh, I could go Leo Thompson to Carrigan. Like, if you've got that much in the bank, like, just yeah. downgrade, yeah, downgrade Pap yeah. to Ponga, go Pap to Ponga and then, yeah, upgrade Leo to another keeper. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, don't be mucking around with Burbo. Beautiful. Uh, I think that wraps up Instagram. Lovely. All right, off to Facebook. Trent says, is waiting till after Origin to trade in Cleary and Turbo a good idea? I have a Cleary and Turbo fun, and I'm pretty set on my tactic. I just need assurance it won't bite me on the ass. Also, can one of you legends get the word in to get post-contact meters added for next season? How good would that be? Ooh. Um, but then Sonny's actually Sonny's actually done the the Lord's work in the comments and said Cleary's got Storm and Roosters next, so it might work out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean if, the one I'd be most willing to bet on, like to to buy during the Origin period, would be Cleary because I think he's late, yeah. least less likely to get a rest than Turbo is. Yeah, I'm I'm a hard no on buying Turbo until after Origin. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would much prefer you spend 100K less and buy Ponga, personally, mm-hmm. than Turbo. 
Brian! What? What's wrong? Why'd you go silent? I thought you were on to the next question. Oh, sorry. No, I thought you'd lost your internet again. <laughs> no, mate, I'm still I'm here. I'm actually not even going to edit that out too. <laughs> that would have been the fifth time that Ryan's internet had dropped out and I was ready to yeet Ryan off the podcast and just do it myself. All right, next question. Do I hold Pappenhausen and trade Snyder or to Lungy to Elliot? Um, you know, obviously we've covered that in detail. Snyder to Elliot's fine. Don't trade to Lungy. You can sell Paps if you want or hold him. Mm-hmm. Who's the best dual position edge mid for between 600 and 800K? Dual position mid between 600 and 800K. Um, probably mid edge. Pang- mid edge. Um, yeah, probably Pangai or Jackson, isn't it? Yeah, I think Angus? so. Angus yep. as well. Pick, pick your favorite of the above. Somebody else's comment on it and said Pangai, Angus, Jackson. So, yeah, good man. Yeah, he knows. He knows. I'll snap a Josh. He's getting help from all sides. <laughs> um, uh, who's in for Paps? We've covered that. Uh, Elliot worth a look at. Schneider to Elliot. Yep, we've covered that. Wanting to trade Pap and Haas for Carrigan and Munster and bank the 100K what? next week swap Arrow and Schneider for Teddy. No, no, no. No. Don't trade Haas, mate. No. No, Sarah, no. So, yeah, hold Haas. Pap to uh, – and you want to hold Arrow as well. I wouldn't be selling Arrow either. So, yeah, I think maybe just a Pap to Carrigan might might do it. Yeah. One. Done. Is Paps a trade? Yes, I. Yep, okay. Straight swap to IPAP, moving Tyler May to wing fullback and Talakai to center. Then Perfect. Schneider to Elliott. Yep. Done. Love it. Perfect plan. You know what you're doing. Looking at Pap to Meany and Schneider to Robson, and does Meany get enough time? We've covered him in detail. Robson has the Granville wrist fire hammer returning to the starting 17. Uh, starting 13 and certain hammer swaps in over origin, Curra, Stars, Holmes or Felt, Cotter, Angus, and Lolo alternatives. So what he's asking is Pap to Meany, and is there enough time for Meany? And then should he go Schneider to Robson? Um, I think there is enough. Well, actually, that's, that's a good question about um, Meany because the, the Storm don't play round 13, do they? No. So there's a chance Meany only plays, say, four games, um, like round 10, or 11, three. 12. Yeah, exactly. Like 10, 11, 12, you know, maybe 14, 15 if you're lucky. So, I, um, But Meany's yeah, break is... You have to think even if Pap um, plays 14, Meany will play six or something, though. Maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean, Meany's break-even is quite low. I think it's single digits. Single digits, I'm just going to take a quick look. It's like four. Yeah. So what would – I'm going to go over to our rugby league fantasy pro. Let's say he averages 45. Um, so four weeks of 45 would net you 105,000. So it's like yeah. right on the precipice. Like we really need him to, um, yeah. yeah and to coming well up over the next four coming weeks. in short staffed against the Panthers. And then I think they play the Cowboys in the next couple of weeks as well. They do hundred percent. They play the Cowboys in the next couple of weeks as well. Who are the best defensive team in the comp? And then Manly in round 12 before the bye. Yeah, so I'm going to – yeah. the more that I talk, the more I do not want people to get meanie. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wonder, can we do like Pap – he's only got 22K to start with. 
Pap, if we go Pap to Ponga, which is how much money? Like 155K, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So 160K. 160K. So 180 plus Snyder. What's Snyder worth now? Uh, I think he's 470 ish. 470 exactly. Yeah. Uh, and what did I say? 180. So it's 550, yep. 650. So you can go. I mean, you can go for, oh, there's a couple that are just less than that. Angus? Angus Angus is 650, exactly. Let let me have a look. He does not have Angus. So I reckon if you could go Pap and Schneider to Ponga and Angus, just you'd be hitting the jackpot there. Beautiful. Yeah, and if you can't squeeze him in, I don't know. McInnes. McInnes. Sold. Um, Bloody. Damn it, Ryan. Why did you do that? You closed the page down. Sorry. All right. Um, All right. Oh, Thomas, the English contingent. Uh, Paps (laughs) is out four to six week. Best replacement. Also, Targo to Burton. Uh, um, well, I mean, I think we've spoken extensively about Pat replacements. So I think our pick of the wing fullbacks is probably Ponga. But yep. if, if you don't need a wing fullback, I'd, I'd probably rather just stick Cooler in there and upgrade the rest of your 17. Um, I'm okay Targo with to, Targo to Burton. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't think it's urgent, but um, you can do it for sure. Scott, drink water as a pod. I'm 100% sure that right now, TK is talking about how good Scott Drinkwater is on his podcast. The recording now. Uh, right now. It's literally at this second, TK is talking about how good of a pod Scott Drinkwater is. Uh, <laughs> mate, he's just got a 29 against the Eels. Can you tell those Bulldogs fans to bloody stop doing that, mate? I mean, zooming around your place all night. Um, mate, oh, it would not shock me if Scott Drinkwater averages less than 30 the next couple of weeks up until Origin. It's, yeah, I mean, the, the Tigers, but then, yeah, it's got Storm Panthers. He's just, mate, he's a big trap, 100% big trap. Yep. And, he, and he's, he's like, not even he's, a particularly appetizing trap either. No, well, because, like, the five games he's played, where the three times he scored above 50, all three games had a try as well. So, like, he's needing yep. a try just to get to 50. Not yep. a deal. Yep. No, it's not, it's not cool, man. It's not good footy. I buy Ponga. He's cheaper. Uh, what about Damien wants to know if he should trade all of his Warriors jerseys? Uh, what about, well, Mark, what are you doing with your Warriors jersey? You've got one. Oh, mate, it's comfortable. Um, I'm keeping it. Yeah. How bad were um, they, though? They, yeah, mate, it's not real good. And Norton offered him a uh, some lint in his pocket for it, but he wants something back do you, in do you have a the bush, Warriors jersey. Do you have a Bush jersey, Damien? I'll take a Bush jersey. <laughs> off you. Yeah. If you have an extra, 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 extra large, Ryan wants a bush jersey. If you if they make them for men that are seven foot three, well, they make them for Warriors players. Surely they've got. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, well, we're obviously not trading Haas, Sam, um, but Pap, yeah, um, stick to stick to the plan and trade to to Alagi and Schneider. No, he keep to Alagi and Pap and Schneider out. I reckon. Yep, Pap and Schneider out. Um, is Suwali an option? Probably not with their schedule coming up because it's the same as Tedesco, really. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I'll be looking at, yeah, we, we've covered him in depth. Pong is the go. Starling to Robson or Cotter? Oh, that feels sideways. Oh, yeah, like I can understand the panic on uh, Starling given he's only playing 60 and he had a down week, but um, I, I, just, I just don't feel good about trading Starling before the first bye week. No, no. I think he's going to be a borderline keeper, if not a keeper anyway. Um, Clinton wants to know, why has his round one score changed from a draw to a loss and why won't Mark Jessup fight for justice and to right or wrong? Well, that's TK's go, isn't it? Uh, riding justice. Yeah. Well, that's what I said to him. I said, mate, I, I said, speak to TK. That's not my go. It's not my bag. And also, you know, I like seeing Clinton lose. It's, it's, you know, he's he's the Dragons man. He won't take me up on Eddie's chip clap bet. Um, <laughs> I'm getting two free years of cash fantasy league, but um, yeah, no, well, mate, it's it. What's the um the saying? If you know, if you were close enough to losing, that you know, you let the referee. In this case, the fantasy scorers judge the outcome, then you deserve to lose. <laughs> you should win by more if you want to make sure that you you don't lose, mate. So That's I think Mark's I official advice is get good. <laughs> get get good, champ. Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, is Peoples or Burbo a pickup? Covered that. Both no. Um, Pappen Snyder to Tylan May and TPJ. Uh, look, normally I wouldn't hate that, but it just seems like a bad week to buy Taylor May up against Melbourne, doesn't yeah. it? It's seven grand more you can get Ponga. Yeah. And if you don't have enough money to fund it to get TPJ, get Jackson instead. Mm-hmm. Win-win. Um, and, um, yeah, there's another question about who do we think is going to place in it for the Storm, which obviously we know the answer to that question now. Ryan, do you have any questions, mate? What are you doing this week? What's your plans? Oh, mate, I'm I'm not too sure. I, I, I'm eyeing off uh, two or four players: um, Havili, Burton, Elliot, and Ponga. I'm leaning okay. I'm leaning towards no Havili and going two of the other three. I'm just not too sure. Okay. There was a question there about cheapy of the week. Are we happy to put that on, um, old mate? You know Sorry? that one, Havili. Really? Cheapy of the week? Is he yeah. our cheapy of the week? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he comes with a bit of risk, doesn't he, with Mark Nichols mm. looming? But... I mean, Anari Tuala has made his way down pretty cheap. Is there a reason for that? Probably. Oh, well, they've had a pretty tough go and the Knights have been playing pretty shit. They've played three pretty good teams the last three weeks. But, I mean, before that, he's been, a you know, sort of mid-20s. He's 290K. Yeah, well, he hasn't scored over 30 yet this year. Uh... No. And Kemba Marlowe as well. He's got a break-even of 40. He's 317K, just coming off a one. Um, he's mm. going to be one to, like, you know, buy as a emergency break glass green dot at some point, I think. I'm just waiting on Wade Graham because he's going to be in the 300s if he ever gets a start again, if Wilton mm. or Nicora drop out at any point. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we missed something with Tui Pilotto, man. He looks really good. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm having regrets. Speaking of uh, missing one, how about uh, the Joe Off and Gowie? Like, I only just noticed it this week that he's made about 200k on starting. Yeah. And I think he's been a pretty lucky run. with you know uh, random sets of increased minutes with no good reason. 
Yeah, I, I guess Stefano being out was probably a, a boost yeah. to him as well. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see what, mate, it's, it's interesting times for fantasy. You know, what's up is down and down is up and... Just when you yeah. think you know the just when you think you know the answers, fantasy changes the questions. Yeah, exactly right, mate. Well, it's just the change from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two is just so different. Um, you know, I was listening to that Magic Sponge podcast actually yesterday as well, and um, you know, Christian Welsh was talking about how much faster the game was last year compared to like you know they feeling they're feeling how much slower it is this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, he was saying there was a lot of guys that were struggling last year, the bigger, like physically bigger players. So, um, yeah, it's no surprise that they're sort of coming back a little bit this year. Um, yeah, I'm just having a little bit of a look at my, man, this, uh, talking league versus amateurs league. I'm bloody 1,200 and I'm coming six. I'm pretty dirty about that. Um, they're too good. Yeah. Eddie's going pretty well. 176 overall he is. Jeez! Um, oh, yeah, he had a huge week, like, thousand and four. Yeah, oh, not that big, mate. Compared <laughs> to me, it's all relative, mate. Yeah, it's all relative, mate. Yeah, I um, yeah, man, I was just oh, I couldn't believe it. Hey, eh? I was actually at a, I was a, I was at a meeting, and I was like, oh, my phone's going a bit crazy. What's going on? And then I looked down, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> look at Heinz score. So, oh man, Andy, how's Andy? He's fourteen thousandth from Talking League. Poor bloke. Oh, no. No. Yeah. He needs the same advice I gave Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, he's having a bit of tough luck as well. He's got Kobe, Hetherington, Brent, Billy Walters, Billy Smith, Xavier Savage, Blake Taff, Cooler, Schneider, Pappenhausen. Oh, no. He's yeah. in and he's uh, me and him are the two blokes still hanging on to Nanai. Yeah, mate. Yeah. And he's been, he's been trading like the, like the Dickens as well. He's he needs some help. We need to get him some surgery, mate. Maybe we'll maybe next week on the podcast we'll offer to to do some trade questions for Andy from Talking League. <laughs> we'll get him back. Yeah, they're not they're not participating in the interleague banter. So I'm I'm seeing if I can I can draw a response out. We'll see how we go. <laughs> you're, you're in front of our TK now after your big week too. Oh mate, yeah, so glad of that. And I've, I've managed to get in front of Rob as well from our from our team. Uh, he's, he's quite kindly pulled pulled over and let me in front. So next on the list is I got to take down Kyle, um, who's only two points in front of me. You're only fifty six behind me. Jeez, I need to get to get a wriggle on. Yeah, mate, I'm I'm so used to you being so far in front of me that I can't even see you. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to like not have to scroll like get RSI scrolling down between the gap in our ranks for a change. So. <laughs> Yeah, the mate, year of the no, Jessup. Trust the process. It, I'm ha- I'm having fun. I'm sure Peter's doing better than me, though. My little brother. <laughs> I know you know who that is, but I. But obviously, the, the the team probably doesn't. How's he going? I'll have a look. He's he he messaged me the other the other week, and he's like, oh, "I'm buying homes. Don't talk me out of it." And I was like, "Okay." And then Holmes has just been smashing it since then. So I'm I'm glad I did because <laughs> otherwise so he absolutely he makes those random buys, or they just work. Like when he bought Ado Car like, oh, a couple of years back. Yeah. He just all yeah, of a sudden started scoring of... 90s. Oh, no. He, no, no. He wanted to buy Ado Car, and I told him not to, and that's why he's not listening to me about Holmes. He's like, no. Oh, and then, yeah, he just went on an absolute tear. I was just like, oh, see. I was like, yeah, he went up like 300K or something after I told him not to buy it. 
Oh, well, anyway, it's all part of the fun, mate. I reckon that'll wrap so us good. up. Uh, yeah, so hopefully we're, we're covering enough. Let us know if you need us to do yeah. some more, you know, overall, you know, buy round stuff. I feel like we're sort of steering people towards overall players, you know, as part of the trade questions anyway. Um, there is, uh, yeah, there's yeah. going to be obviously a lot of, you know, positioning and, you know, ultimately we're really just guessing on, the last 20% of the origin teams. I think we all know most of the guys. One of the big actually ones, I want to see your, your thoughts here on this. Do you think it's going to be Luai in the halves? I think it is for game one. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they if the Blues lose game one and he's out. But I, I think Freddie's sort of going to stick with, uh, mm. you know, who won him last year. Yeah. I mean, as a Queensland fan, I want him to pick Luai. Oh, for sure. Like, if they pick Nico Hines, I'll just be like, no, nah, you have it. Take yeah. the series. He's not as good as player as Matt Burton, I don't think. Not as good as 5'8". No, no, no. Well, like, you know, you look at, you look at, you know, if they picked even Luke Keery, like Luke Keery's just, you know, he's just a so much better version of what Luai offers. Um, mm. Everything that Luai does good, Keery can do, plus Keery can do a lot of stuff that Luai can't do. And I just, yeah, I want to see, I'd like, as a Queenslander, I'd love to see it, Luai. I don't, I, the last thing I want to see is Hines. Like, imagine, like, you know, on one side you got, like, Nathan Cleary, Tyson Frizzell, Katoni Staggs, and Brian To'o, and on the other side you got Nico Hines, Angus Crichton, Tom Trebojevic, and Josh Adokar. Like, yeah. it's just scary, man. But, like, you put Luai in there and, you know, he does all that, like, garbage where he, like, jumps around and, and doesn't actually get any get anywhere with it. Like, you know, I just, that's what I want to see because, you know, like Heinz, you know, it's just, yeah, so, such good. I mean, the only positional advantage that the, that Queensland have is at the nine. Yeah. I think Heinz is going to be, um, see, I, I reckon Luai will be the six in game one, Heinz will be 14, and then by game two or three, Heinz will be at six. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if Burton manages to squeeze his way in there as well because, I mean, Burton could play left centre and they shift Turbo over to the right. And, and no Stags or Crichton or whoever else they're planning on playing at right or left centre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't pick Whiten uh, at the moment. It's, they do have a couple of questions. and You know, I, it'll be just like them to pick, you know, Daniel Saifidi and Junior Paulo and these guys that haven't really been performing that well get beaten in game one. Where is game one, is it? I think it's in Perth, isn't it? Well, that would be perfect, two. actually. I think that'd that's game perfect. two in Perth. Right, I'm just going to have a little sticky beak now. Yeah, Sydney and Perth and Brisbane. Oh, yuck. Okay, that's not good. I don't like that. I don't like game one in Sydney. Oh, well, anyway, cool. That's enough. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your rambling. Hopefully I can make this edit and edit it and make it not sound shit because Ryan's internet kept dropping out. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Love you guys.